Radio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar. When you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. You know that it's Wednesday and it's 2 o'clock. We're going to be talking to an interesting person on the show you love. Some call me Tim. Finally, I timed that out semi-okay. I am in the studio today with a lovely human being, Dominimium Sims. Can I call you Dom? Dominimium, it's so... Dominimium. Right. Has, it, have, has, have ever, has everyone always had trouble saying your name? It's funny because on the way here with my Lyft driver try to greet me by what he read on the my profile and he tried it himself and then the uh, bluetooth spoke my name for him and he was like whoa i was way off Dominium. exactly <laughs> exactly what the what do they call that the voice box right the the stephen hawking voice <laughs> um but yeah it's something that yeah you can call me dom, dom. you know it just Mr. Sims. Eh, that's fine. That works too. That's fine. You know, last name that brings me back to uh, middle school. The PE teacher used to call everybody by their last oh, name. Oh, that's cute. Did yeah. you have a Did you have a mustache back then too? Because uh, they could uh, call you Mr. Sims for sure. That's funny. When you're, when you're rocking the stash. Well, okay. So everybody out there, I have a stash. All right. Uh, it's baseball season, mm, and uh, you know, baseball. that's right. I'm an A's fan. The Oakland Athletics go Fantastic. A's. Yeah, that's exactly it. An so. A's fan. That's great. Or is it because you're originally East Bay? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. You saw kid. You saw the games when you were a kid. Yes. Yeah. And, and on a quiet nights, so I can actually hear the uh, announcements from the house. Can you really? So yes, definitely that's Oakland exciting. Athletics all day. Love them. But um, so yeah, I'm rocking the stash, cool. and uh, no, I didn't have a stash uh, back in the day. Uh, but I, my dad used to work for the uh, Chronicle Examiner, the newspaper agency back in the day, and he would get free A's tickets, and they were like the the catcher was there, and then there was the place that they walked by, and then there was a row, and then there was our seats. We were wow. in the second row there when I was a kid, and my dad used to come to school and take me out of school <laughs> and take me to A's games. Uh, nothing like day to, baseball over right? there. Right, like a 105 game, and he'd show up at school and be like, let's go, you're sick, or whatever, and we'd go, and we'd go, we'd drive over the over the over the thing from Danville and sure. and sit right there and watch the games and I saw Ricky it's, nice. it's cooler over there the weather wise and stuff like that for, oh, compared yeah. to like you know Danville where it's like probably hot you know you go over there and it's like oh this feels a lot better on top of everything else well I still couldn't we still had we were in the shade well kind of in the shade no because it, it got shady throughout the game but in the mm-hmm. beginning it was in the, it was in the sun and you'd be like oh but uh, I saw Ricky Henderson steal his 104th base wow I was at that game cool I'm old. <laughs> nah, you're, you know, just, you're fine. You're in good shape. You're, good, you know, you're younger you. than a lot of these kids who just stay in the house, you know, right, and like right. can't even move around. You've got a lot of energy, so you're not old. I've seen that. Have you seen all the new shows about fat people that can't leave their house? Oh, no. I've seen, you know, those are classics, you know, Jerry Springer used to be like oh, something God. like that or, you know, along the lines, but now they have it where it's like, today we're going to go to mm-hmm. so-and-so and they have three people in one city. Get into all the folds. Oof. Oh boy! Oof. Oh boy! We're uh, the, <laughs> the first thing we went up. We went up. We, we really. De- I really derailed you there. Went from A's to ridiculously fat people. Sure. But looking deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I usually ask people first, "Do you believe in Jesus?" Do I believe in Jesus? I don't 
It's interesting. Uh, I don't blasphemy. I try not to. Uh, but I don't necessarily believe that, you know, Jesus is the one and only, you know, person just because there's, you know, throughout the years, I think Jesus showed up to the party like absolutely last, you know. Right. Hey, good point. <laughs> so. So were you raised believing in Jesus or were you was there uh, you said showing up to the party late so there I mean there were tons of other religions before right Jesus came on the scene is it that you're <laughs> immersed in like Hinduism or something oh, no no um, in my house you know it's interesting people are raised differently some people have a lot of religion in their house other people don't have a lot of religion and I was one of the families who didn't okay. I was uh, only child to a single mother and so my mom was raised in the church and so that you know it was interesting because she would be very upset and get kind of antsy and uncomfortable when people were kind of religious. She didn't like to hear people talking about it. <gasps> but yet at the same time, you know, there's things where if you don't believe in the higher power, then, you know, you wouldn't stay in check as much as people do at the same time. I think that maybe a single mom might not have time for religion. Uh, like who has time when you're working and taking care of your child? What you gonna? Well, the, her problem with it was that her mom, like, is there's like the politics that go on in the church and stuff like that. And some people, not saying that we're, you know, you know, wolves in sheep clothing or anything like that, but sure. definitely not promoting the absolute, you know, Jimmy Carter type Christianity uh, way of living and stuff. You know? Right. Yeah. But no, why would you say that? You, so you felt like you were. So what you're basically admitting to is you're saying that you you felt like a sinner. You they made you feel like a sinner, or no, you no, felt no. like a sinner. No. Um, so my mom's family, like we, I wasn't in religion, right? But she was, right? And what she saw kind of turned her off, and it changed the way that she spoke to me about it. Okay. You know, we didn't even really like go to church, or right, right, we right. didn't even really have conversations about it. Sure. I just you didn't pray at night before you went to sleep or anything. None of that. None of that. None of that. Uh, it wasn't did a bad. You, yeah. Did you have an invisible friend when you were little? <laughs> uh, I, I definitely, being an only child, you know, oh, okay. and and to a single parent, you know, uh, yeah, I, I lived in my head, and I you know, told my therapist that. <laughs> but you you lived in your head, but you didn't like usually. People don't have as much control over their own fantasy world because they're so externally shaped by a religion or by a place they're going or by their. So what was your? I, and I went to Montessori school and stuff like oh, that. Oh my too, gosh! So you, you were know. really shaping your own world. Yeah. Wow. My mom was kind of like you know in that regards and stuff like that. You know, uh, it was a trip, and I didn't even really fully understand that. Tell me a little about Montessori school, because because you already were only child. You have very active imagination and you were creating your own. You didn't have a lot of influences from other people to shape that. And then even in school, tell us about, because a lot of people don't know what Montessori school even is. It's, it's a, you know, they, it's a lax kind of place and stuff like that. You know, um, I'm a little bit older myself. And so, you know, it's kind of like how it is today where it's like, no, 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 let the kids uh, have not free reign. I don't want to say that, but it's not uh, strict uh, regiment on what's going on you know like kids can kind of like fart around and float around and you touch different things and you you know you think about different things that are a little bit more artistic I suppose is kind of monastery school but you, know? you didn't have like so when you're saying it's different is that and it I wasn't and like I, and I don't fully remember all of it either oh. and stuff like that you know like how it was what I understand Montessori school of is that the child creates their own curriculum so the things that they're interested in mm -hmm. are what they gear you toward and it's a lot more 
self self exploratorily learning mm-hmm. situ- in situations, as opposed to the traditional method in public education where we sit. 36 kids down in a room and the teacher stands up at the front and they say this is this and that is that and write this down and this is this and then they walk around and then kids if you don't get it you can just quietly stay in the corner and not work and just coast by by not being a problem yeah but and I went through that too so so you started in Montessori learning and did you find success in that uh, I think so I'm a free thinker to this day you know um I will listen to people and I will rationalize it out myself on the information that is given to me, whether it be my friends, you know, whether it be, you know, so that's how free thinking I am. Uh, But I don't like to like be a renegade either. Um, I was a misfit, you know, a little out of place socially and stuff like that growing up due to my upbringing and stuff like that. It's a little different. So, you know, like, were you? Did you feel like I, was I don't me. have a dad and that that sucks? Or what was the situation with that? Or was it like I don't want friends to come over because then they'll see that I don't? Was it like the, the absence of that figure, or was it what was it that made you feel so different? Well, I mean, just you know, I just wasn't. My mom was. We just didn't socialize a whole oh. bunch and stuff like that. So I didn't, you know, coming out into the streets and stuff like that. Um, just I didn't have those tools like I just wasn't you know we're more out and about doing our own thing our whole family is like a bunch of tigers like you know you get to a certain age and tigers go off on their own you know and that's what they do but I need people and I I, you know I've had different ways and different tiers in my life and uh, before you know then people more you know uh off-putting by people who didn't want to deal with it it's just easier to not deal with other people's stuff and, oh. and being that i have an imagination like i could live in my head and figure things out or read or you know do artistic things where it's like i kept myself so you're tinkering you're, in my head you're anti-conflict is basically what you're saying like I, it's I just do, I do no conflict like, conflict don't. is terror anything to avoid conflict uh, not anything well, no i because last night no i i, I I'm, <laughs> there's um you know there's a but before I didn't, you know, I would avoid it before, okay. you know, and I've learned how to talk about stuff. You know, therapy helps a lot. You know, it really does. When did you start going to therapy? I've always done it, you know, like throughout my wow. life periodically. But because my mom knew that, you know, like not having a father and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, all right, right. well, let's get into therapy. But it wasn't the type that where you really you, I didn't even understand what I was missing fully like I knew I didn't have a dad but I didn't fully mm. understand the grasp because we were okay you know like right. we you know so we were okay but like so therapy was almost like your religion for you because you went there and they kind of sorted you out and put you on a path it was, it, and... was, it was very like casual though it wasn't huh. even you know it was I don't understand it you know like how it was in Berkeley so like I don't know if it was like I, I don't fully understand the, the way of thinking did they give you like I, well, stuff to do like projects well or... that's what I would do for the most part you know like you know we'd kind of hang out and it would be casual it'd be like going to your grandparents house you know and you sit there Playing and you the play cards yeah, yeah that's boom but the thing is that they <laughs> They, t- they were taking notes. Have you ever looked at the notes? You're, I bet your mom still has them somewhere. Maybe. Because Because that's the whole thing about therapy, especially therapy with kids, is that I think when you're in therapy as an adult, they're saying to you, let me help you see what I'm seeing or what's happening or these are the, let's mm. discuss your issues. But when you're a kid, you can't necessarily verbalize what's going on. And so 
when they put you in those play settings, then they analyze from there. So they, they have you play imaginatively and then they write that shit down and then yeah. they go home and analyze it and then they tell your mom. Yeah. Like, but what, how can they analyze it? And, like, and I don't fully under, I don't remember if I was talking a lot back mm -hmm. then also. Sure. You know, like I was just placed in places and I didn't fully understand right. and everything about everything. But, in, and then so in more recent years, you know, I've just come out of my, of, you know, enjoying other people instead of like, you know, just kind of wanting to be alone. It's like, you know, let me go out here and, you know, make mistakes and let me go out of here and be more, you know, open to, right. you know, uh, honesty of what's going on in my life or, you know, sharing just my time, not being lazy. How, how old are you? 38. Oh, wow. Yeah. You look so young. Well, I've, you know, Unabomber status right now. Anybody, you know, yeah, I like, know, they, but they, I didn't, they wouldn't I didn't know if I love no news, you know. I had no idea. <laughs> so we are like, we're in the same, like, age sort of I'm well, just a flick just older, a you flick know. older but yeah it's god it's so weird time I get older and time keeps like going fast I'm like a year is nothing it's like nothing it's just like nothing absolutely like you were saying what's the day today before we went on the air and it's like the 27th you're even. like holy cow balls I know it's and this month is going nuts because I've been watching World Cup I can't believe it's been 14 <laughs> days of World Cup hey well time well spent time though yeah I've been waking up like I I was up yesterday and this morning <laughs> watching both both 7am games super I mean, productive day yeah <laughs> I mean but it's you know once every four years I think we can handle it that's everyone can just I'm gonna it's not that I'm slacking off it's that I'm getting and not even nationalistic because the US isn't even in it so it's not even like a national pride thing it's just you know, a bunch of hot guys running around. The best of the best. It's so so fun you to know, watch. Even if they're like average looking, it's like they're still in good shape. Oh my gosh! Yeah, even <laughs> if their face, even if they've broken their nose like forty times because of playing the backfield and getting hit, That's they crazy. still have like oh. It's you know? unbelievable. Yeah. I just can't believe people don't. I can't believe ladies aren't watching. They're like, oh, sports are dumb. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Maybe like in your uh, region and what you see, you know, like, right. you know, you went somewhere else, it'd be something else. Well, and you like baseball, which is a slow game, but it's mm -hmm. a game that there's a lot of strategy in mm -hmm. if you choose to pay attention mm -hmm. and you have to watch like, that's the crazy thing. You have to watch the whole season. Like you kind of have to <laughs> pick a team. It becomes a story. Right? No, I just, I only, I became a Braves fan um, in the early 90s be, only because TBS had every, had every, had every game. Yeah. And it was the only way to watch every game from a team because they'd black them out. You couldn't have a local team. Sure. Because you couldn't watch it on the, if, if there weren't enough tickets sold, you couldn't watch it on the TV or and whatever Ted Turner, it was. Huh? But Ted Turner gave you every game. Jeez Louise. He gave you a know, shit. Absolutely. You know, and for that, so, Ted Turner, you know what I mean? A real American hero for that absolutely. one. Absolutely. <laughs> greatest American hero. Well, Warren Buffett's probably better than him. Well, I mean, they both, I, rich people, right? How right. did they? Well, they're in a different realm. It's a different time and stuff like that, you know, and they had like opportunity, like when there was nothing there, like they can scratch stuff together and like build, they had time. Do you, you but know? do you, do you think that's still, I mean, that's just, they say, oh, it's America, anybody can do whatever they want. Do you, do you still see that dream for yourself? You're 38, What's, you're thinking like. It's different, you know, like, cause there's like now, now everybody has to do things by themselves, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like separation, you know, you got a cell phone, you got a computer, get cracking oh. and you know, you do right. it yourself. Learn how to code. People keep saying that to me. They're like, why don't you just like update your website or make a new website? And I'm like, um, cause you have to pay people to do that. 
And they're like, well, why don't you learn how to do it? I'm like, I'm 43 years old. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have two master's degrees. I've kind of learned what I wanted to learn. I'm yeah. pretty much, not that I'm done learning, but I like to continue learning in the veins that I want to learn. If I wanted to be a computer programmer, guess what? I would have done that when I was 18. And then I'd be a rich person right now. Sure. But like, who's going to pick that up now? My, my question is though, like, yeah. what do you see... I'm like, do you have hope? <laughs> well, no, but like, what do you hope for? It's hard, and it's hard in this, you know, just to make money and stuff like that. It is not easy. It's not easy for people who are well educated. It's not easy for, and it's, you know, and some people, lucky them, you know, they have that life where they hate what they do, but they are so good at it. Just because they are good at it, that right there alone will tell you, you know, that speaks volumes to me. Accountants. You know, they're interesting people. I really like accountants. Actually, accountants, if you're out there listening, the movie The Accountant was awesome. They're, you know, they're, they're in their own head too. Sure. They're like me, you know, and they're not a, uh, you know, they're sensitive, but they're not super PC Nazis at the same time. You can tell the joke, and it won't be like, oh my god. But you're a comedian. If you're you 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 keep talking about like doing your own thing and being in your own world, but you choose to be on stage in front of other people. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> well, that's funny because like the only time I really performed, like I hang around you guys, but I'm not like really a comedy. I hang around, I like you know, like the brainwash was super dope. It was like yeah. really funky, cool ass. You see raw talent, you know. You you're not gonna see the same shit. It's different every yeah, yeah. time. They got beer there. It's a comfortable room, you know. Tony is funny. Tony Sparks is. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he is one of the funniest people in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Just. It turns it on, turns it off, however he wants to do it. I mean, this guy is fluid. So why he's not more nationally known, I don't know. But that's something else. That's for, that's for another day, maybe, you know. Well, but that's the thing is, how does somebody I'm not a comic, famous? though. Uh, well, when, what are you, what, what, why are you hanging out with us? Because what, what you guys smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like me, enough. like, uh, I'm... You know, I have the, I'm emotionally like, you know, kind of touched a little bit. So, you know, all comics a little bit. It's like, I just feel comfortable because we can just kind of talk and just kind of kick shit around without being, you know, getting our little feelings hurt and stuff like that as much like all the time. Isn't that weird though, that people who had their feelings hurt so much as children now, I guess it's not, it's like you build up a tough skin. Like I, I was mercilessly made fun of as a child, but not for like, it's so dumb because I should have been able to just be like, Hey, you rich cunts. Fuck you. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I should have been like, I'm eating a turkey sandwich with like mayonnaise and lettuce. My mom would get the fluffy. She wouldn't let me eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because she thought that was poor people food. Like they made such a big deal about trying to make us these like, and I was like, I felt, but then I didn't feel, I was like, my life is pretty good. I mean, I lived in like a 25 2,500 square foot house. I had my own room, my own bathroom. Like, and I didn't even, and I was like, I'm so poor. Jenny has a, she has, her stable is bigger than my house and she has 12 horses. Like those are the people who I went to school with. Sure, sure. And that's so, really amazing how you can feel bad. Like even when you're like sitting with your own bathroom, and, you know, and everything like that. Yeah. It is. But it, you know, it, and it happens all the time though. It happens like in uh, any racket any anything you know there's going to be like a high school kind of thing where you know we're cool and you're not cool you can be up at the top of anything in the city hall in san francisco i don't know for sure you know i'm not in there but i could only imagine there's some bullshit going on in terms of like you know don't talk to so-and-so because you know just like ah, just snubbing people you know yeah 
that's well, my thought about it. You know, I don't think that people change. I think that, you know, the social settings and the tears and the people's insecurities will make you boast a little bit more and, you know, and that comes off and yeah so people will just get on each other i think and people have visions and some people don't want to have their vision stopped you know like no matter what they'll it's all kinds of things just the dynamics do you do you still feel like because when i was younger i felt like i was stepped on a lot and mm-hmm. i was the butt of the joke and that's what and everyone was like i mean there has to be someone who has to be the butt of the joke so it's usually me mm-hmm. do you ever feel that way as an adult now or is that just all gone are there times when you're like oh my gosh like yeah, well, I, you know, you go through it enough, like you were saying a second ago, you know, like you, we build thick skin and stuff like that. And it's like, eh, pff, you know, whatever. You can even come back with a zinger of your own if somebody sure. like, you know, does that. Cause I'm a sharp tongue kind of person. I don't like, I like to cut it off. The, if they're going to try to bully me. I like to stop it immediately. Right. Immediately. Yeah. The people who I have, who have been the biggest bullies to me in the comedy scene are actually some of the nicest people and I just didn't realize that their bullying was good natured like you're supposed to well I'm like that I'm like that too I'll rib people and people are like what a fucking dick or something like that or they won't talk to me and I'm wondering like why won't you talk to me you know but they didn't fully understand like I'm just like that's how I like you and stuff, you know. Right, it's like right, right. Little boy on the playground. Sure, you know, I kick you when I. You. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know I like you. I make fun of you and kick you. That's that makes actually sense. this one guy stopped talking to me because I called him a name, you know, playing around, yeah. and he just stopped talking <gasps> to me. That our work relationship ended. He got all butter. A big time, a big time. You're not scratching my head, you know. It's like, well, maybe people don't appreciate it, you know. So I mean, we started hanging out because of the cool show that you did um, for Berkeley TV. Do you do other TV stuff? Is that like, have you been, you've been a part of that TV thing for a while? You produce other shows? These are all question marks. I mean, well, you know, not really. You know, like uh, I, I've the last half year and stuff like that, even like prior to that, you know, it's really hard getting my shit together, you know, in right. the Bay Area, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, so I'm like a lot of people in the world, just like fuck, you know, sloppy and tripping and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So right. moving along slowly but surely. And um, it hasn't been moving along as much as I'd like it to. But I'm in, at a point now where it's getting back to we're going to get active and back to like a consistent thing like you. You know, oh. where it's like, I'm well, not as much as you because you're a workhorse, but, you know, <laughs> like we'll get more consistent. BCM is, is what you're talking about, Berkeley. Yeah. And they lost their, um, where they were. They oh, were at, no. Yeah, they were at Berkeley High School. Oh, it was such a great location. It, it's amazing, right? Like two blocks away from the BART station. Yeah. So there's a question mark right now where we're going to go, the building. It's still going to be in Berkeley. Um, it's a, people do care about it. City Hall is like, you know, really trying to make a move on trying to help us, I think. Think. Sure. I think I don't. I don't. It's think. a huge resource. I mean, it's absolutely. And you're on. You're it, Berkeley has the college campus. I mean, there's so much space in Berkeley. When there's a college, there's space. Sure. There's somewhere. It's I changing mean, though. On. Though you know, it's like Berkeley's a small, big city. You know, it's like true. it's it's and it's little, if the if you ain't got the money, honey, you know, on top of that, sometimes I've been seeing that in the city um, a lot of restaurants that I just turn around and I'm like, turn around. There used to be a restaurant there. No, and it's like they just. It just happened right up the street. I was like, oh, that disappeared fast. I think it was called Schmitz or something, and they had burgers and like really good <laughs> beers. Like, I mean, I'd never gone in, but I walked by it all the time, and it seemed to be full of people, and they had brunches, and they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, my God, that used to be a... I mean, rents are just... 
it, it's, it's it's getting to East the Coast point style where, over here. I think when it's like, how can and it goes back to what we're talking about money and how impossible it is. Like, how can you possibly make any money if the rent? Like, if you wanted to have a restaurant, let's say you were like a super talented chef, and you're like, I have these ideas, and I've got this stuff, and you invent, you invest the money to make it look the way you want to look, and you buy all the plates, and you do all this stuff, and you start the food, and the rent is so much. How can you make money? Like, you have to charge. Yeah. In order to 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 make anything happen, you have to charge so much, and then it's like. You have that. Well, I mean, that's it's it's not easy either. You know that balancing act. That is nothing. That's the restaurant business here. You know, or whatever well, it may be is. But is, any business, any of these places that are renting around, it's you're a like gamble. Trying to it's do a gamble anything. these days because there's a lot changing. So you might hit it. You know, and if you didn't, at least you took a gamble at the time when everybody's trying to like make something happen. You know, I yeah. mean, there is a lot of opportunity if you're educated, if you're smart, uh, in terms of like knowing how money works. There's a lot. <laughs> of it to be made there's a ton of it to be made you know and you just have to play the game that's all it is you know there's no sides you just have to play the game of how it is i used to make fun of bitcoin years ago years ago i mean they were like people were paying each other in bitcoin when it first started and like someone and i was like i'm not taking any fucking bitcoin yeah but one of my buddies got paid like a bitcoin for something and back when a bitcoin was worth like 10 bucks or something and now it's like it's like five thousand dollars or two thousand. Like each Bitcoin is an insane amount of money. Right. And she's like, I had no idea this was going to be my four hundred one k. This one Bitcoin. I know. But, no, but it that's doesn't what even mean anything. That's the thing that makes me so crazy. And to get philosophical and esoteric, <laughs> it, why is that money even real? What does that even mean? It's digital currency. Where did it come from? How do we make money? How do we decide who has the money and who doesn't? Like, what is that? Like I just don't even understand. It's a it's a it's a stronghold. It's a crazy system, and it's a lot of companies who've been around for a long time who like started things up and like who just became mega. And I don't know. Like in America, I don't know. So there we could take our freedom back, but it'll be we can meet. They'll meet us halfway. If with cute guns. It, <laughs> well, what they do, we we wouldn't be there. Uh, they'd shut off the power and turn off the water before that, if anything. Oh wow! But if if we wanted to like fight, if they if we wanted to fight back, talking about smart, the, you're so smart. They'll turn off the power. Of course. Well, if but what we have to do to meet it halfway is to uh, stop spending. Stop frivolously right. spending with this stuff, you know? Sure. Like, that's where they get everything. That's the whole point of it. That's the bottom line. And if they don't have it in a short time, if in one month, numbers show, and they will freak the fuck out. The more they freak out, the less you spend with them. And if we need right. to be disciplined, and that's the problem, you know, because the advertising gets us and hooks us, and it's very easy and convenient and familiar. How much money would you say you spend on a day average on everything? I'm a on cheap. Food? I'm, 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 just, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm just absolutely well, curious. right now I'm on uh, EBT. Me too. You know? uh, high five you for the know, food stamps. Air, Hell yeah. Air, air high five on that one. Are you kidding me? I know? love, I couldn't survive without food stamps. Well, I couldn't do it. It helps. And like right now it's like I I was in a position. It's like my mom passed. And so oh, it's I'm like, so sorry. it's been a lot of going on oh, and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. It, well, it's, oh. it was interesting. Like it's a love-hate relationship that we had. So it's like, you know, it's a trip. Is really, really, she really. She was so dynamic young. You're trip. only 38. She was 66 and a half. Wow. So, so like, uh, I don't spend. She was that much 666. Holy uh, fuck. Well, 666. No, 66.5. She was 66. Like <laughs> a little flick up and stuff like that. 66 but and six months. When she was angry. She was 666. You know. Brad. Yeah. You see, oh. like red outlining outside inside the door. You know, before she'd kick it open and stuff like that. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, if we gotta stop spending, you know, and like how much money I spend, I go to the thrift stores, you know. So we so, so let's add Clarence it up. Think, think about an average day. What do you think you spend on like? And you don't even food stamps doesn't count. You don't have to count that up because that's they give us that money, so that's not real money. But would you like you have a very cool. Um, uh, San Francisco, even though that the Santa Clara 49ers hat on. Right, right. And that's what? Did, I mean, how new is that? It's new. It's, yeah, new. it's new. So yeah, it's, it, you decided was, to spend 25 bucks the other day? That, this was 45 actually. Ooh, I know, I know. It's a fancy one. You took the sticker off. Ooh. Yes, I did. I mean, it's a keeper. It's a keeper. It's a Yeah. Why would people leave the sticker on? Uh, I don't know. Like the little gold, it adds a little bit with the sun is shining, I suppose. Mm. Uh, it shows us authenticity. You know, people sure. like doing that stuff when they buy. They're like very uh, proud of their ownership, sure. pride and ownership, I guess. I guess. So, question mark. I mean, <laughs> so you spent $45 on a hat, but it was like, you, you, you like never do that. It's like once a six months, you might buy a hat. Yeah. You know, uh, it is really, it was talking to me. I'm not a, a impulse buyer. No, I absolutely not. There's people who come to me sometimes with some good game and they got something good right there for sale. But, you know, I tell them, you know, listen, I'm not an impulse buyer. So this just isn't going to work right now right. because I don't get down like that because later on that money just is spent. And did I really need that shit? Right. <laughs> I know. And I even, I feel like I live pretty simply, but. I still feel like I have too much stuff. Like I have stuff that I haven't put my fingers on in six months. Why do I still have those things? Why am I still like cluttering up my existence with things that I don't use? Sure. Depends on what it is. I don't know. I keep all my books. I have a lot of books. Okay. But like besides books, I have a lot of things that I don't use. I have a lot of clothes I don't wear anymore. I should just purge. Yeah, you know, and if you can go get some new clothes, having nice new clothes and stuff like that, even if it's from the thrift store and stuff like that, that's a good feeling, you know? Like, oh, I like this new shirt that I bought for $4. Yeah, exactly. Like, Damn, this was a good find. Hell yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Money's a trip. I just wish people would stop spending so, like, frivolously, you yeah. know, and that's the reason why they okay, could so stop tell me us what, around. Tell me what you consider frivolous spending. So You know, like, oh... <sighs> Just spending like six, seven dollars on an ice cream. Or okay, something okay, like that, exactly. You know? No, we're on the right track. Right, four dollars like, for a cup of coffee that doesn't just, have alcohol you're, you're in it. Just really uh, enabling these people. Sure, like yeah, going uh, to Costco and when I, when I was bougie and rich, I used to have this joke, and I'd go to you know dinner parties and I'd be like, it was before I was a comedian because you know I was just bougie housewife, and I'd be like. <laughs> You know, when we go to Costco, we just can't get out for less than $200. Like, I go in for for one thing. I go in for eggs. And I come out with a pair of Calvin Klein jeans and a cashmere sweater. <laughs> and like, a you know, and a three-pack of toothpaste and a bunch of croissants. But it's like, that was like a joke. I would, And everyone would laugh. Oh, 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 can't get out of Costco for under $200. Of course, I feel the same way. Well, you can do that, actually. I have a good way you can change the joke to a more common person. Mm. You can change it to the Dollar Tree. Oh. Have you ever walked into the Dollar Tree and just walked out with one thing? Have you ever walked into the Dollar Tree, forgot what you were going to buy, and you started buying like a gazillion other things? Right. Well, that's gross out up the street. I don't know if you've been to Grocery Outlet on 23rd oh, and my God. Van their, their beef jerky aisle is just like heaven. Oh, my God. It's insane. No. They're insane. 
I can't even. I just. I get. I go in for one thing, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy. When, a bunch when of you get home, you lay out all your food from all the shit, all the money that you saved, and all the piles of food that you got, and you lay it out on the kitchen floor and all the kitchen t- counters and everything like, like that. It's like an army looking back at you. You're, yeah. What? What? Yeah. And then you order something to eat because you're, <laughs> you're just too. That, tired. Well, that's the that's the frivolous part. <laughs> what What are other things that you would consider like just, just like I mean. I mean, I, I I smoke cigarettes, so it's terrible. Like that's obviously frivolous spending, but that's the same thing as someone who gets a frappuccino every day, it or is. like a you know, it's like five bucks a day that just going down. The, and that's what five times, let's say three hundred. That's that's over a thousand dollars a year. Absolutely, no, easily. You just you're just counting at one shot. You're not counting like you know right. when they're in a pinch, and then that's where they need to go to because that's what they're familiar with and all that other stuff and. You know, that's the repeat spending. What so. what will happen if this revolution comes? They turn off our water and power. Will we're? It, I mean, well, that's that's to the extreme. That's like you know, that's to the super extreme. If that happens, looting would we all just go I'll nuts? I try to get the fuck. Yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, be it'd be really bad. It'd be very bad. What I mean, would you do? You think like sniper rifle is bad? Like, like the purge, end of times, bad? Like. Just with water and power being um, in. I mean, like, when it would just be really bad for, I don't know, it might change definitely the texture of how things go, like, become, like, Mad Max, possibly, you know? It would, I think things would be definitely equalized. But it wouldn't matter for the people that were already living on the street. They're like, fucking welcome to my world. Everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like. You know, then it would be a little, it would be, you know, it would be different. It'd be different. It'd be hardcore parkour. Yeah. You know, that's for sure. But that'd have to be to the super extreme. I just wonder why we all decide that money has value. Like we all, because we, and that's the thing that's crazy. And the same thing about religion. It's the same thing about money. We all agree as a group, this is real. Just like a bunch of people go, okay, here's the thing we agree on. Jesus is real. God is real. He wrote this book. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh no, go ahead. I'm just like, and I think about that too, you know, and it's like, we don't have children. You know, and like when you don't have kids, and that's part of like gets you caught in the cycle too. Those having the kids, all the Disney, like they're like you have more kids, and you got to give your kids Disney. You have to if you don't, your kids are a piece of shit. Right, because right. Because your kid, do you hear that, parents? Yeah. <laughs> I know, and it's the. Di- I mean, I guess the stories in Disney are getting a little bit more equalized. There's less of that Prince Charming saving the helpless little girl. But that's or- why we don't care about money, though. You know, we, we don't have kids. We don't have to worry it's about. It's true. We don't, I don't have to worry about it. At all. You don't have yeah. it. I heard you talking before the oh no, the podcast before this yeah. show. You were on it. You were talking about kids and like, you know, what's wrong with kids these days? Fucking well, bastard. and the thing is that. As their parents were big kids. I would be, I if I decided to be a parent, I would do it excessively well but mm. I really enjoy drinking like so and if I if I did have to become a parent I would you maybe would have to get a tattoo well I'd have to stop drinking and I'd have to probably I mean I'd probably still smoke pot but not around the kid I mean there'd be a lot of changes that would have to have been made yeah. it's it, I mean that ship has sailed I'm 43 obviously I'm not having a baby you, you can have one who knows I, do, I really don't want you one might, right. because if I if I want one I'll adopt because you're in good shape well thank you mm. well that's the other thing is that I was I was raised in a world in the 80s and 90s where no one listened to you unless you were skinny and pretty. So if you aren't pretty enough or skinny enough, forget it. If, I mean, because that's the thing is, if you're fat, no, that's what, what I was raised as in our society with all of the 90210 and all of the things that we saw and all the magazines and everything is that one, 
don't listen to bitches. Two, if you're a bitch, no one will listen to you if you're fat. If you're a fat bitch, no, but you are invisible. Not only are you invisible, you're then people can really fuck with you. And I see people be really mean to fat people. But so I had a, I have an intrinsic fear of being fat. And so I would never have a baby because (laughs) I don't want to get fat on purpose. That's insane. That's an insane idea. Like getting fat on purpose and then you expect someone to listen to you. That's impossible. But um, (laughs) I mean, I guess once they're children, you can beat them into submission. But I just, I, but the real reason is that I love drinking. I love having a good time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there are things that I still haven't accomplished with my life. And if I don't accomplish them, that's fine. But I don't want to have a kid and then put it on them and be like, you will be a famous comedian or a very good dancer. Uh, or, uh, or, you know, because, no, I mean, or have it be like, what if I did have a kid? I'd be like, mommy always wanted to make something of her life, but she couldn't because you came along. Like, that's what I would have put on them. You think you, you, you wouldn't do that? No. Not on you'd purpose. Not on purpose. You'd, you'd be like, oh, I'll put love. No, but not on purpose, but that would always somehow be <laughs> that, that mommy had a dream. <laughs> mommy wanted to be something. And then you came. And then she didn't have time to write that, that best-selling novel. So, but that was the thing is I was trying to be a responsible adult. And sure, I like drinking. Absolutely. And so absolutely. I chose not to have them. Absolutely. And, and thank you. Know, you. Yeah. And, and people are like, oh, well, why don't you have kids or something like that? Because I made a conscious choice and I talked to my partner and whoever that, you know, I'm not going to get pregno, you know, pregno, prego, whatever yeah, it is. No way. So, you know, like people kind of run a little bit. They think that something's, because I, I, you know, I'm trying to date and stuff like that. And people will be like, well, you never, you know, you haven't been in a relationship forever or you don't have kids. Like, why is that? Because... I'm not trying to... You ever seen some of the relationships people have around here? Oh, my gosh. Toxic as all could be, you know? Like, ew, this is disgusting. I don't want this person raising my kid, you know? Right. Well, you guys have it totally different, though, in that you can... I have them so much later. Like your balls always work. I like, know. Even like if you're 80, Larry King you, you have and, and you know yeah. all that stuff. You know, wrinkly, just old hot dogs laying in the gutter. You know. Yeah, but you could still have all kinds of kids if you want. I know. Young hot wives. I yeah. don't have any idea how all that works. It's it, it, it is. It's just you know that's that's a trick that life played on everybody. You know, it's a dirty little trick, and it's time. And you know, it's we want the same thing, but we you know are like going in opposite directions for it and stuff like that. Do you think anybody's truly happy, or do you think that people that we look at and go, oh, they're really happy, they're really like, oh, I'm so unhappy, like. Is anybody happy? Are you happy? No, some people are truly happy and stuff like that. You know, some people, people who are just wacky and live their life the way that they really want to live their life, they're just like, boom, they wake up and they like take advantage of the life that's, you know, right in front of them and stuff like that. And some people you're like, damn, but they are happy. Yeah. Uh, there are people who live slowly and, you know, they that's their pace and they, you know, kind of get at things however they want to and not get caught up in what other people are doing. They're happy, too. Yeah. You know, it's I, I suppose you have to definitely do what you want to do to at least give yourself a shot to be happy. Sure. You know, so uh, and everyone goes through stuff. So we, we go up and down. What do you life. what do you do that makes you the happiest? I go to the A's games. Yeah. I, I love going to the A's games. Um, what else do I do? I take long, aimless drives. You know, I'll go ahead and do that, smoke a little weed. Um, 
You know, I used to like going to the brainwash, you know, that was yeah. a place I can get away and, you know, just really see a good show. I mean, I guess he's still, Tony's still Yeah, around. he does, um, he does Mondays at Milk Bar now. Okay. Um, he does, I don't know if it's a showcase or an open mic. They're okay both. there. I like the Milk Yeah, and they lowered their prices. Yeah, um, good for them. Which was awesome. I used to just never go because I was like, I cannot pay $7 for an IPA. I, I want to support you guys, but I just can't, it's, it's just way too expensive for yeah, me. I smell you. Yeah, like, I, I can't, I just can't pay more than five bucks for a beer. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. Principal and stuff like that. You know, you can go to the store anyways and just right. like, I'm probably loaded anyways and stuff like that. Well, it's, Feel like Chicago's, bring bring your own booze everywhere you go. Uh, yeah, flask it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, for, for me, it's weird because with the comedy, I'm always in bars. And so for mm-hmm. me, it's that I'm trying, I'm almost like trying not to drink as much, but I end up it's like i feel guilty about it but then i'm like why am i feeling guilty about it this is kind of like my life like what is making me feel this i okay so i didn't maybe drink you just World don't Cup want to morning. it's it could be a way of saying that you just don't want to do or give it a I break love, for a I second love drinking. I but that's the thing is like today after at four o'clock i'm like well do i go to benders for a beer and then should i go to eagle or should i just go straight to eagle or should i not i mean i feel badly but i'm like <laughs> No, you know, it's that city life, though. You know, yeah. I mean, that's how we live our life out here. And that's just how it is, because it's fun as fuck, and, you yeah. know. And, well, whatever reasons, you know, like we like to do things. Yeah. And we like to and get amongst people, I think. I mean, I like, you know, I catch myself where it's like, oh, damn, like my belly's getting big and stuff like that. And, that's you true. know, been like having I start a lot running of... Again. Speaking of catching things, have you ever caught a ball at an A's game? Oh, shit. I've got horror stories. I wish Did I had. Did you get hit in the face? No, nah, I've seen a girl get hit in the <gasps> face by Jermaine Dye. And, oh, my uh, gosh. She didn't cry, though. She got hit with a square line drive. I mean, it, Oh, my it God. Like, in the, Hopefully not in the nose. On the forehead. forehead. Oh, good. Forehead, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, forehead, fine. That just dazed her. That's why she wasn't crying. She was mm-hmm. fucking in shock. Mm-hmm. It's not, and she was happy it wasn't her nose. That thing, she, that break the shit out of her oh, nose. Oh, your lips or something like that? Yeah. Right, right oh, on your teeth. teeth. You know, oh, you right could lose a tooth. Oh, man, your whole lips will get shredded oh yeah um so i was lived in chicago and the a's were in town so i went to the game naturally to go see the a's josh reddick tied it up with a home run back to back here comes jay larry bam hits it i don't have to move i think to myself see the ball in the lights i think to myself i said ah here's the ball coming right to me i don't even have to move and it goes right in my palms both palms and it just squirts out and just goes to a whole nother level and it was nothing but depression for Did you have a glove? Days. You just chose not to get your glove out. No, you know what? I didn't bring a glove. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't feel like I'll have a chance to, you know, sure. put myself in a position to catch a home run. So, like, I don't want to walk around with a glove. Like, it, is, it is. You should have a glove if you want to catch the ball. That's kind bring of. Bring a glove. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. Bring My brother always brought his glove to yeah. the game. Did he ever catch a ball? Nah. Yeah, but I've, we were I, right behind. I mean, it. I've but seen people landed make, near us. That's one of the fun things at the A's games is to watch are the people catching the foul balls. Yeah. That is entertainment. Oh, alone. they jump over each other. People go crazy. I, oh, I've seen little kids make phenomenal catches. I've seen gals make phenomenal catches. Lion drives like hopping up out of their seats and like snow coning it. You know, and this <laughs> thing was smoking. Um, this one guy, maybe a couple weeks ago, two pitches in a row caught two foul balls same guy wow. same place so they should they should get get him on the team uh, maybe. maybe he's good the, for, for at least a good luck you know charm or something like that because yeah. they won that day oh that's good yeah so is there something about baseball is it like the zen nature is it the way that it is it the consistency what what makes you like the game so much 
there are a lot of variables. So many different things that you've never seen happen, happen in baseball, like all the time. Like I've never seen that out of all the years, you know, like what the hell. You know, other places you'll see phenomenal catches, you'll see phenomenal plays, phenomenal shots. Steph Curry's just like oh, yeah. does the damn thing. Just what? Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. Super far away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but baseball is just, there's so many different things that happen. Um, it's you know you just kind of like bit by bit you know and that's how it kind of moves along bit by bit and the skill of individuals uh the pitching is very very uh fascinating when you sit in a certain seat and it can actually see the ball move certain sure. ways the speed the control the that they have they could throw a 97 miles an hour like right and you don't understand like wherever they want to throw it so that's really cool it's it's crazy that they don't i mean They've got to just destroy their body. I'm sure that when they're 38, Oral Hershiser or whatever probably can't even move his you know, elbow or his shoulder. There's, well, and that's the thing. I mean, at least being a pitcher, you just wear out your shoulder. You know, there's oh, people good. in football who can't even get out of bed and stuff like that. Sure, and, uh, sure. But, but people who do strain their backs, swing in the bat a lot, like every day. I'm sure Mark McGuire's back is like really sore, you know, and I'm yeah. sure that. You know, these other guys, Barry Bond's back is really sore, too, you know, and stuff like that. That's why he got that special chair in the Giants dugout. (laughs) Did he get a special chair? Do you remember that? Yeah, there was a big deal when it came out. He had to have this special chair that no one could sit in. It was like this special recliner. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, He's very particular. Very, 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 very particular. Special people. I'm not going to talk too bad about the hometown hero and stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. No, of course not. You've got the the A's backpack and everything. Fuck yeah. But it, the only thing you need is like a, a, a Raiders jersey. And then you'd have it all covered. You know what? I, I decided recently that I'm just going to start wearing all Bay Area colors. I'm not going to fucking yeah. like choose one or the other anymore no, and stuff like that. Because people do that and they're super childish. And it's sure. super fucking, in my opinion, and this is my last time and this time and fuck your fuck You wore a Giants hat. You're an A's fan. Whatever. I'm a fan of the Giants too. Fine. You know, like if they play each other, okay, choose sides. You know, there. But like it's not Armageddon because the guy is alive and they're in existence or anything like that. They're still in the Bay Area. Jesus. Yeah. Up, so. Well, I mean, anything from San Jose can suck it. I'm uh, kidding. I'm joking. I'm just. Uh, hockey gets no love in the Bay Area. <laughs> hockey. So that's right. The sharks are important. So that's the thing is you could wear sharks colors too and then you'd get to wear turquoise. Mm-hmm. And it's such just, just a lovely color. It's, also, it's amazing color, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. They, if you put it all together, that, that'd be fun. Just uh, all uh, always repping the Bay. Oh, the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you ever? Did you ever have aspirations of being a rapper? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I know my place. Like that you was know. never like you look in the mirror when you were a kid and you like did you do anything like that like like look in the mirror. Oh, well, and be like, yeah. I'm gonna be this. I wanted to be a baseball player. Oh. The A's. Like when I was six years old, I saw the A's on TV and I was like, That's, that looks fun. So. Um, no, I never wanted to be a rapper. Uh, I do want to still do video, you know, and I want to get into it. Um, it's been a whirlwind of things going on. So once things calm down, I'm definitely going to get into that and like throw my hat in the ring. You and, like, should give it bridge. A full, you, you should know, bridge go. your love of baseball and the video stuff together, and and then 
like call it something like for the love of the, then you could all you'd have to do since you live in the bay is just try to find and well, you interview know people who've been on teams in the that's bay that's what i want to do that's what i want to yeah, do actually that makes to, so much sense I, but it's not even just like baseball or football it's like right, see, it's like steven seaweed from the bone who used to be like a legendary dj you know over the there bone, yeah. and, and he's from the bear so i don't want people from the bay sure. on the show but hell yeah yeah like i mean carlos santana i'd love to have carlos santana on the show you know green day and all these other all folks, every, you know, anybody from actors. the yeah but even like all the um not mark mcguire but the other one jose canseco lives in alamo or something like uh-huh. he still lives in the bay area and sure like all those i mean there's tons of basketball players from the warriors in the 80s and 90s they're still around so Hell yeah Definitely, definitely. And I think that a lot of people would appreciate it. You know, you can learn a lot from these people, you know, who have been in places and try to, you know, do my research and try to ask inquisitive questions and like try to make them, you know, talk and stuff like right. that. Right. And yeah. hopefully get them to perform. Or they, you know, they can perform this song that, you know, you want someone to hear, but it's not on the label. And I would it. be most interested when talking with famous people or people who are sports professionals who have been in the past or currently are how they handle the pressure. Like, you know, uh, I can handle doing comedy in front of 150 people. You know what I mean? But when there's like, when there's like 30,000 people (laughs) and you're playing a game, how do you not fucking choke your balls off when it's like not just, and it's not just the people that are there. Like, so the giant stadium holds what fifty-eight thousand people, sixty-eight thousand people. Okay. okay. So if it's so, let's say there's sixty-eight thousand people there, but then there's the people watching on TV. Yeah. I, just yeah. how how this performance can happen without the anxiety. That's insane to me. Well, don't they kind of go crazy and stuff like that, like off the field and shit like that? Not a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, you know, even how many watching do World they pay Cup off that we don't know. It's right. right now, like, I, but I can't even conceptualize like, how. What about that guy Bruce Miller who was on the 49ers and went down to Fisherman's Wharf and he knocked on this guy's door, the seven-year-old man. And he just ran in and started beating the living shit out of him. What? <laughs> he said, "Room service." <laughs> He just Spike. lost. He just completely lost his marbles. Yeah, absolutely. And he beat his son too. The guy was seventy years old. Wow. <laughs> I'm not laughing because no, no, it's just, just like, like insane. What the yeah, it's out of what? what? Well, it's the same thing with the. I mean, I get it when it's football though, and why they beat their wives because they're just a different breed of people. Well, because they've like been that. hit in the head so well, many times, traumatic that, brain injury. Even before that, like they're just like humongous. <gasps> and they, yeah. And they have this testosterone. And even I've heard like, what high school, I mean, even pop Warner <laughs> coaches, what they say to like fifth graders. Yeah. Like you will suck it up. Mother. You know, they don't, I don't think they swear at them, but they yell but at them. Yeah. And they're like, this like, is nothing unless you puke. And like, it's like, exactly. this is a child. Coach, you got a vein coming out of your head. This is a child. <laughs> right. But the, the thing is, if you're going to play football, that's what you've been getting since you were a tiny kid. Well, you know, in it's Florida, like, you in Florida, their parents will beat the shit out of their kids for not performing. Like, cause there's a lot, there's a huge crop of like, they're like a cross where you go to pick out football players and stuff <sighs> like that. Like literally beat their kids on the football field, run out there and just start whooping them and shit, you know? So. That is like some Joe Jackson shit. That is like, didn't we learn from poor? What happened to poor Michael Jackson? Well, it is. We, <laughs> not I to love abuse Michael your Jackson. children. I love Michael Jackson. Of course. I love Michael. Um, but 
you know, it's 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 rough. It is it's a rough way. It's very intense um, of of doing stuff, but. I, I mean, even I can't imagine being Michael Jackson and walking out on a stage, and there being so many people. Hundred and something thousand, you know. I mean, screaming, screaming, like they pass out. These are not. It's, this is not your average like screaming. This is shrill, pop your eardrums. And you're you supposed know. to sing and dance, but it's like, what is this thing in humanity that makes us put people on a pedestal? So this is the thing. People get mad. People have been getting a little bit. There was some contention yesterday because I've been objectifying uh, soccer players, mm-hmm. hey, and they're okay. like, "You know, it's fun." And, but they and I think it's fun. But they say, "Well, you know, as a feminist, you say that men aren't supposed to objectify women." And I say, "No, as a feminist, I say we're all equal." Like, and now I get to objectify when people say stuff like that, right? Jeez, like he look at him. I mean, I'm not homosexual what? or anything. That's a hot specimen and stuff I, like that. I'm you know, right. maybe if I'm drunk or some shit. But just, I'm, but the I'm point not bi is or anything. Objectification. So, like, I'm objectifying a person that I'll never meet, and I'm not thinking of them as a person. I'm thinking of them as a super hot soccer player. Look at the head of hair this guy has. Uh, look, yeah. See the fucking beard, Jesus. So there's. There's an objectification there, but that's the same thing we we as people sort of naturally do that because if you look at a star like Michael Jackson or Madonna or the boys in the boy, boys to men or what any I mean pick something and we're like oh, you know yeah. the Beatles and then there's this like objectification and putting on a pedestal of people making them almost supernatural almost like a god yeah. and I just wonder why we keep doing that like the impetus uh, it's it's habit you know um it's it's a it, they are really good at selling false realities to people and things mm, like that and uh reality. you know people keep trying to climb for it they don't they don't do it for no reason you know and they have people working around the clock and these ad agencies and they go to school and they learn sociology and they learn like all kinds of shit how we think you know i mean they you ever turn on you talk about something then you look on your phone you had no, you never looked it up but all of a sudden it pops up on your phone they just they know Cambridge Analytica found us it's like what the fuck you know yeah. so uh, you know it's just it's so strange to me well you're right but even that even the system itself is turning people into products and then they're not even people anymore. So what we see is already objectified because it's sold to us that way. Sure. Like we're not sold Madonna as a person. We're sold the image of her and what that means. We try to we try to be that. It's unbelievable. Sure. Like we need we need a, everybody. We need to read a book. I don't know the last time you read a book. You need to read a book. You need to go on a digital detox diet just for a week, just to give yourself a shot and just to see how it goes. Sunday to Sunday, you can do it, ladies and gentlemen. So you are you advocating no telephone at all, or just no, no? No, smartphone? you need your phone and stuff like right. that. But you know, you don't. You know, don't for the most part you don't look at Facebook for a week if you it's not part of your job you know sure. just put it down for a week sure you know entertain yourself and you know get your imagination back you know and don't have right. them tell you what to think you know that's why I love Munity Radio that's why I love KPOO San Francisco that's yeah. why I like KPFA that's why I like the broad um, public access out here in San Francisco that's why I like Berkeley Community Media that's why I like KQED that's yeah. why I like you know this is really different offbeat you know much much better than the same old same same old same and i'm a big advocate for that you know growing up i watched a lot of kqed one reason why i wanted to get into video so i would like folks to not you know your your the way you think of people and the way you look at people and the way you you know interact or maybe just interact with yourself it'll be different you know oh but people couldn't possibly do that uh what's the last book you read 
Uh, Rise and Grind. Oh, uh, it's by the guy who's on Shark Tank. Oh. The black dude, Damon. And he's a real go-getter. He's a real go-getter. So is it like, was it self-help? Was it more considered philosophy? Was it well, it's, uh, non-fiction? It's, it's, uh, it's uh, self-help, I suppose, you know, like just off the top of my head. And he has stories of like how people kind of manage their lives. Like, for instance, he had a gal who like runs... Um, uh, Univision. Oh, uh huh. And like how she manages her day, and like you know what it took to, for her to get up to that position because they're worth a ton of money. It's sure. unbelievable. Yeah. And then he had Carlos Santana, and like how he manages his day and how he kind of deals with it. And because like you're saying, you have to look at all these people, and not only that, you have to have this business stuff. You have to have an office to like take care of stuff. So yeah. It's it's very interesting, and he gives examples of himself. I mean, he go get her you know it's good to see that so cool guy down to earth you know because he came from kind of modest sure so it's it was a good book and then before awesome. that i read one on tony Larusa. cool yeah um and it was interesting he's a very intense guy um he's cool because he loves animals uh he has an organization called arf and it uh you know it I forgot exactly what they do, but it's a good organization. It's got to be for dogs or and cats, and you know, and he has his finger on it. He's super serious about the the situation. Him and his wife are very much involved. They've been doing it for years and years and years. So, Arf is a good one to go to. I will actually give them my money without worrying about it getting into some slimy pockets. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so did you I, see I, that movie, The A's? The movie about the A's? Uh, did you love it? I well, I I. I did see it and I did enjoy it. I thought it was, it was one I wait in forever. Like I didn't see Titanic forever. I never seen Titanic. It's a good movie, and then I, I, I go and I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Why did I take so long to wait? So right. that's what happened with Moneyball, and I thought they did a pretty good job of it. Cool. Yeah. So I brought a list yeah. of like things that I thought maybe we can talk about. Sure, absolutely. You know? And yeah, I'm, yeah, I've been yeah. loving talking yeah, about yeah. everything and anything and stuff like that with you. But you made a list. That's great. Uh, so uh, I'm just, this is a comedy show, and I just wanted to give a shout out to Kevin Hart. Ah. Kevin Hart. Okay, this weekend, this Friday, I went to his uh, show, The Irresponsible Tour. Uh-huh. He is hilarious. He is not overrated. Yes, he's a major Hollywood star and stuff like that. And yes, he's super commercial success. But he is really good at his craft. He is really fun. He didn't move from a three foot by three foot radius the entire set. He just stood in the same place. Same place, one step over to the left, one step over to the right, and killed the damn thing the wow. entire time very entertaining very funny um i don't really like this is me personally i don't like jokes about being a parent but he made it work like where it was really 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 funny so being that this is a comedy show just wanted to say that a shout out to it and i just think that he's dope and that you know uh you know even though he's not you know in these you know, he's Megan now, Hollywood. You yeah, know? he was he was the cute bunny in the Secret Life of Pets. That's when you know that you know that they've really made it when they do a voice in an animated feature. And he was like the star and he was a tiny bunny and he was so fluffy and cute, but he added his voice and he was being like he did everything except say the N word and he was like a little white bunny. It was so cute. He was kind of the regulator, right? Yeah. He was like he was the he was the main he was the mean bad boy in charge. But he was great. Do you like Kevin Hart? 
Sure. All right. Yeah, I don't have a problem right. with him. He um, recently did a commercial for the World Cup, so I enjoyed that. He's on a World Cup commercial. Did he? So I was like, fucking, that's great. Yeah, right? Yeah, so I, res- I respect that. But I mean, he works he's a big off. star, yeah. I mean, he's a short little guy who's very funny and has has tons of success right now and marketed, has a team that marketed him really well and everybody. And, and, and he's gotten cross-cultural now. Like, mm-hmm. it, he's not just like, an urban well, he's, comic. He's from know? Philadelphia, and they are a little like they can mingle, blend a little bit. I know that I've heard Philadelphia is a very racist place, but at the same time, like people are casual about talking with each other and stuff sure. like that. So to do that, to transition into that, that's just kind of how he's his makeup is anyway. He's not a hater to be a hater. You yeah. know what I mean? So it is good to see him get success that way. Um, it was super funny. It took forever to get out of the parking lot, but it was good. <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about the Warriors. Oh, yeah. I love the Warriors. I know. I know you do. And love so, you know, I'm sure you can talk about them all day. And KD, man, uh, I'm so glad that he's st- sticking with the team. And Did I- he say he's going to stick with the team? Yeah. He said that. When did you hear that? Oh... Uh... I mean, it was after that whole thing that they were. He's he's not going anywhere. They have two. They, he wants to make it three times in a row or something. He wants he wants the dynasty. Okay, all right. All so, uh, and then if you look at you look at Clay and Curry, they've they've got such a career. I mean, they they've got years and years and years to play with this team. So it's just going to be the Warriors are just going to continue dominating. I, and I just and I just like. I remember like talking about it sometimes it's super fun talking about it with you you know like the finals have gone by and stuff like that it's been a couple weeks four games I can't believe it ended (laughs) in four that made me crazy because I the whole time I had been saying the refs are completely haters fucking with it and like Steph gets fouled regularly like just gets thrown like body slam down there and like oh get up you know like yeah yeah. so that's true I think that they also call fouls on darker players Oh, more yeah? consistently. I think that Draymond gets called on more consistently because he's darker black. Okay. I think that if you looked at, and some people say that I'm crazy, but I'd like to look at stats and see how dark an African-American player is. And from what I can see, it looks like they get called for fouls way more often. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna like, to pay attention like to that. racist reffing. I'm going to pay attention to it, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to trip when I actually see it, you know? Racist reffing. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other thing that was crazy was that I thought in the past, well, every game needs to go to seven because mm-hmm. the city makes so much money. Like, mm-hmm. think about the Oakland Coliseum and how much parking is for a game. Just parking. Right? And oh, then, yeah. like... Oh yeah, snow cones or fucking anything, Anything cotton candy or beer. Like the beers are like like twelve bucks. So it's like six million, eight million dollars in beer. Yeah. So when, so when it doesn't go to seven games, that's why I think that refs were trying to push it into it. And I think the players this time finally said, the Warriors finally said, we're the better team. Make this end. How hard do we have to work for you guys? How many games do we have to play? Right, right. No, it's seriously, after playing all those years and stuff like that, and they do, I, I am fully of the belief that this shit is rigged. Like, you've got to yeah. be kidding me. Had that yeah. comeback, what is this, college sports or something like that? Please stop it. And the calls that some people make. So, but 
that's what's good about the Warriors is that our boys have integrity and that our yes. boys are nothing but winners. Like I went, so this is a good segue into something else I want to talk yeah. about. Saturday I went to the Coliseum and JaVale McGee has a great, um, like a, he's an awesome guy, an amazing guy. And he has a great foundation and it's called Jug Life and it promotes drinking water. Wow. Because there's not enough people in the world who drink water, seriously. Wow. Especially kids in, you know, who aren't very educated neighborhoods and stuff like that. No, not soda, water. Water, you know, and stuff like that. And so he promotes it and he had a lot of folks from the Bay Area come through and like really help out and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger so it really was a phenomenal time it was so fun steph was there uh he played shortstop he is super competitive this guy no matter what he does he wants to win he's over there making diving catches oh that's so crazy trying to hit home runs and stuff like that taking extra bases he doesn't care that it's the charity he's trying to get the hoe it was crazy that's awesome um javel is just a great guy they had uh swaggy p there jug life yeah yeah, jug life. Drink that, more water. That's that's so great. Drink more Who's Swaggy water. P? Swaggy P. He's Swaggy over P. there on the uh, Nick Nick something on the Warriors. He came from the Lakers. He's but the guy he's with, like, got Frohawk. His Nick Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like that. I'm like. What? I know his real name. I didn't know he had a nickname. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Swaggy P. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> and he was there. Now he's a much better basketball player than he is a softball player. <laughs> well, Draymond had a thing that he did at the beginning of the season, and it was in, or it wasn't the beginning of the season. It was at the beginning of the school year. Okay. And he gave all the kids in Oakland backpacks. Wow. For school, filled with school supplies. Wow. Like he, he just gave them all backpacks. Just get started and stuff like that. Yeah, like know. all the kids in Oakland. Like, okay, here, if you want a backpack, you can have a backpack. Sure enough. Just gave everyone, because there's a lot of kids in, back, kid in Oakland that don't have anything. Backpacks, pencils, and the school, I mean, no one gives you a backpack. Mm-mm. So People don't care about black communities at all. <laughs> Like this very just like people don't even go there. Like it's only black people there, so it's like they don't even understand the living that goes on. So it's pretty fucked up, and it's nice of Draymond to go ahead and really you know help out and be a nice guy and give you know back. and he always does give backpacks, give back, heck yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just I'm impressed with the Warriors that they do philanthropy and they just seem to be great guys and like so humble. Like Steph Curry's one of the best players alive right now Absolutely. and same with kd mm-hmm. and they are just like humble and work hard and they're not like they're not like Ooh, i'm the best and all this kind of like they, <laughs> well steph kind of does though a little bit I don't but know. I mean, that's how they're hitting a moonshot you know what i mean <laughs> I, well then he's like oh i just did that but like even when i'm watching him there's a new commercial with steph on it and there's one with kd and they're just so chill even it's still like mm-hmm. Very mature. Yeah. Very, very, very mature. Steph is a full-grown man that looks like a little tiny baby and yeah, stuff like he that. Does. And you know, and he's a good man, you know, and all the way around. You can't go wrong. Uh, or he, or he's a really great actor that we don't understand. He's acting in a way we can't even understand. I, I'd like to believe that, but that's the thing is we're still doing this objectification of famous people kind of thing. Like, do we really know right. them? No. Right. But we know what we see and especially if you're watching sports and you're watching a lot of it and you see them a lot, you can see the consistency in their play and it's really hard to fake that. Like, if you're exerting yourself physically, it's hard <laughs> to, do you know what I mean? I to then like, like I don't have act to... at the same time. Like, are you, who are you kidding? You I don't think... have to be a spy or something like that. Like the only people who do that are like spies. Right. <laughs> so good at lying that you can 
acting. But he's clearly not good at very good at acting because I've seen him on some of those commercials. <laughs> even in the interviews, like his voice, he just like can you imagine him? Like it'd be great having him here as an interview. But yeah. he's great though. Yeah. Like uh, I know you mean. I know you mean. You just keep. What else is on your list? Well, let's see. Oh, here, here's one thing I'll say before. Uh, I'm, Go ahead. I'm very interested to see if LeBron goes to the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, me too. Because. You know, Luke, who had that incredible winning season with the Warriors when Steve Kerr was out with his back issues, and he's a great, great coach. And it's a rebuilding, they're definitely rebuilding. And I feel like if, well, first LeBron needs to move to Los Angeles anyways, because he's a very good actor. I don't know if you saw the movie Trainwrecked. I did. But he's the best thing in that movie. <laughs> Him and the dance at the end that Amy Schumer tries to do. Sure. That dance is hilarious. It is. And she tries to dance in all her movies, actually. Does she? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed her dancing in that one. I thought it was it was so cute. It's that cute. Was, That's what it is. It, she was trying really hard. And it, and it is. It's fun to watch. But LeBron, I was really like, wow. <laughs> so I feel like he needs to move to LA so he can really become an actor and just do like one, maybe one, two seasons with the Lakers and then just be done. Be done? Yeah. The king has more to go. You think so? Oh, man. I mean, he's only guy, 33, right? Until he's gassed, you know. He's you think gonna he's going to go yeah. till he's 38, 39, 40? What if he does, 40? 43? <gasps> what if he does that, huh? Just like hella bald. Pulls a Kobe. <laughs> when did Kobe retire? How old was he? Uh... He was like 36, maybe 37. Okay. You know? And he played his whole 20 years with the Lakers. Uh, the entire time. Entire time. Yeah, yeah. He had some integrity. I'd like to see the same thing happen with Steph Curry. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You know, just and stay on and team. everybody else. And, yeah. You know, just stick around and just be that team like forever and day. You know, we've just been brothers. But do you think, I mean, do you think LeBron literally, He's. I think he's 33 or 34 right now. I can't remember. But do you think you think he has another 10 years in him? You really do. I mean, he's huge and he's a big, like, Mm -hmm. he's amazing right now. And if he works on a jump shot, he can go ahead and be like Jordan. Jordan in his later years was just popping it. So, like, this dude's bigger than Jordan in terms of physically. Yeah. So, I think, like, if he plays his cards right and he strategizes his life, you know, he can think about it. He knows how his body feels. Yeah. You know? I think think he could be a great leader on the the Lakers, though. Because they have, you know, really young, young team, new guys. And then just having, like, a... I mean, that's the other question about NBA. Do you need to have star power to be able to move things around? I, I mean, th- the Warriors seem to have all the stars, so it's hard for other teams to get any traction. But, like, I mean, what happens to Cleveland when LeBron goes? Uh, it's just forgotten. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like this shanty town, you know? That it's it's shanty just town. Like, it's it becomes just, a... Yeah, like, it becomes it, what it is. Tumbleweeds <laughs> rolling by. do 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 There was a showdown. Well, I remember going to Cleveland the night LeBron came back. I was in there just to go see a baseball game out there and uh, to go see the Indians. And it was just, it happens to be the same time. And people were going fucking nuts out there. Like people who said they threw away their jerseys, bullshit. They had them tucked away back in the back of their closet and stuff. And they all had them pulled out. But driving through that place, if LeBron leaves... Like the houses were boarded up, like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Everywhere, you know, like little, look like a family of dogs, look like opossums just crossing the street. It was like, wow. But yeah. it was nice. It was fun. It was super fun. Those people can have fun. Yeah. I, my, um, I used to live in San Diego for years, and uh, my ex-husband had 
season tickets to the Chargers, which who are now in, in L.A., which yeah. makes me so sad. It's a trip. But every time they and they made it a couple times to the to the playoffs, but they just couldn't get past a first round of playoffs hardly ever. And when they would finally they'd lose, I'd have to go pick him up somewhere, and the streets would just be despondent, like people just hanging their heads just in sadness and I'm like it's the Chargers like you ever thought anything was going to happen yeah they had a good season and they made it to the postseason you know they can't make it past the second postseason game because it's always their kicker or whatever fucked up thing happens and it's just but it's crazy what happens to a city when the team loses now we here we riot we riot when they win and they riot when we lose so we can't win it's like light a bus on fire because the Giants won (laughs) <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's madness. That's madness. It is. It is. What um, else? What else is on your list? Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, bro. Let me take a look. Uh, last night, I just wanted to. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm just on here, and this is my first time on, and I can't. Like I want to talk about everything, and I want to talk about, it, but I can't. I only have so much time, and I need to pace myself. But. Um, I just want to talk about Tony Sparks. Yeah, he's the best. He's the that's it. I just promote Tony Sparks and that's it cuz Tony Sparks is hilarious and Tony Sparks helps out a lot of people and this he guy. He certainly does. Oh my god. I mean talk about consistency. Yeah. You know, I mean a legend. Like you know there's people in the Bay Area and stuff like that who have come and who have gone and you know throughout the years and this guy really is in San Francisco. People are going to know who he is, you he, know. He hosted the Brainwash for 18 years. I, look at this. It was the longest running open mic in San Francisco you know and I thought they were actually going to make it you know I was like they're going to be there well they still could have the thing is that that building still hasn't been rented or sold it's just laying empty right which is really sad because why didn't they keep it open it wasn't like they were losing money you know, I, I have no idea how what people are thinking who own these properties. Like, right? you know, I mean, if they have something already in the midst that are, it's going to be there, so they're just like, you know, clean it out now, and you know, when we're ready to, you know, press the red. I button. I think it's going like, to be like hot yoga or like seven dollars smoothies, right. something like that. All like, right. like pressed juice. Uh, no, and, I'm going to say a pet store. It's going to uh, be. A, it's going to be like a high end. You know pet what? Store, You're exactly dog. right. Because they have all those new housing developments and stuff there, and there's no pet store anywhere near there. No, no, there isn't. Like, this is gonna be so amazing. The closest thing is the closest thing is is um, Costco. Ah, it's not even really a pet store. Costco. It just has like pet beds and. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like Costco. I don't know why I was banging on them so bad, no, but no, not like for fine. like yeah, but not for like thinking pets or anything like that. I mean, uh, think anything. Because my, my mom had my dogs, like, dressed up in all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, you know, so I know how deep it gets, and I know, like... Would you would you dress your animal in which which team would you... Or you just, they'd be all Bay Area gear. Well, You'd be, uh, like, only... It's funny, because <laughs> my dogs and I, we're going to go to wa- uh, Bark at the Park this Friday over at the Oakland Coliseum. Cool. So we're going to have a doggy parade with all the other uh, A's fans and their dogs, and we're all going to be sitting in a section with you all You get to bring your dog to the game? Yeah, your dog gets to watch the game with you? Absolutely, absolutely. We're having a parade. We get to go on the field, and we're going to walk the warning track and walk behind the home plate, and we're going to, like, everyone's going to clap for us. And we're gonna <laughs> That's insane. Did you have to pay buy a ticket for your dog? Uh, $7. $7 ticket bucks. for the dog? And I have to bring in papers saying that the dog's not rabid, and, you know, and stuff like sure. that, you know. Right, and, and, and you have to bring in poop bags. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm a good dog owner. <gasps> what if your dog took a shit on the field? <gasps> That's what my friends said. They're like, well, what if all the dogs are shitting on the field when people are clapping? You know, it's like. That's funny. Well, the, you'd have to go, you'd have to bend down and pick it up. I'm a, well, they're really good at the Coliseum. And so they have like, like four people trailing behind, you know, like 
uh, what do they call those people who help horses? Like something hands? Oh, sure. Yeah. So that they pick up all that. That makes sense. Yeah. Stable hands. Stable hands. You know, yeah. they're going to be field hands. You know. Field, they're going to pick up all the dog food. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go to the Mark of the Park. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to brush my dog out because she looks like a cotton ball. And then I'm going to comb her out on top of that to make sure she's extra fluffy. Oh. And, um, yeah. Oh, and then... I'm going to try to find some soft paws. And those are like things that you cover the dog's nails with. Oh, and it right. looks like nail polish on it. And sure. It, yeah, so I'm going to put green and gold. Uh, <gasps> but you could a, use real nail polish. I used to paint my I dog's could. nails. I could. And I should. I just used, I would paint them red. He was a boy, though, and I used to make my ex-husband very angry. <laughs> we were still married at the time, but I'd paint his toenails sparkle red, the dog. And he was like, why are you making wedge gay? And I'm like, it's pretty. It's a chocolate lab. That's hilarious. It looks nice with the... Uh, contrasting contrasting color, color of the red sparkle with the brown fur. It was nice. He's like, Don't, I'm like, the dog doesn't care. She sits there. Doesn't mind. <laughs> doesn't mind at all. So it's really going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, so, so you're a huge Ace fan. And and huge. you're a dog lover. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so no kids definitely. but dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, like you got to choose wisely in terms. And you know what it is? Like maybe we're too picky. I don't know. I'm picky. I'm choosy. And so it's like... I could have, I suppose, but it's not fully really engaged. Like, do I really want to, you know, go this yeah. far and not go back, you know? Right? You can't take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's, once it's out there, you just can't murder a baby. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't do it. You're not allowed to. It's like one of the rules that they have. No, not that anybody wants to murder a baby, but I mean, I guess it does happen that people have children and then they go like, I can't take, like the lady who drove into a lake with her kids in the car. Mm. She was just like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, something just snaps too. I bet you but know what you I mean? Leave it, but your kids on the shore and kill yourself. You dummy. Well, like, why just, do you gotta they just, kill the kids? They, I don't know. Like she's a good mother, you know, she uh, doesn't want to live without a parent or something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, just breathe the water kids. It'll go fast. <laughs> But I, I, I do think that, you know, something like that, like, okay, you posted something on Facebook the other day, like last week, and you were like, I just snapped. Remember, you're like, sometimes something happens and, and you'll just like, you know, you have a glitch and something like that. I yeah. forgot what, what you posted. What did I say about, oh, I said that I was, as anybody else, having a nervous breakdown every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've just been, like, on the weekends, I've just been having, like, nervous breakdowns, just, like, crying uncontrollably. And, really? Yeah. Yeah, money freaks me out sometimes money really gets to me and so like and I've um, I mean it's also really difficult because a lot of the work I do I don't get money for and yet it's I mean I have seven weekly podcasts now so like the only day that I don't do a podcast is Sunday but that's when I work a real job so I'm like for me it's just been really hard because I have all of these commitments and I try to own up to all my commitments but I've also been kind of fucking up some of my not that I'm and it's not because I'm, I'm trying as hard as I can I just keep making mistakes which I hate I hate making mistakes right but you're allowed to but so I like break down because I'm like is it because I'm trying to do too much well why why can't I do everything why can't I do it all and like what's wrong with me and then I I just get in this like crazy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I should see a therapist. Well, that's, that's and, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, you're like, well, how's life for you? Like, I don't know. I'm tripping over shit all the time. You know, like, and, like I totally felt you. I put the love emoji on your, uh, on that because I totally feel you. Like I had a breakdown the other day from all the stuff, just overwhelmed. Like I'm over here screaming. Like you just can't help but go. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't believe it. I was uh, screaming like, I was just like, can I get a I put fucking a hole in the wall break? Yeah. Well, I just I can't. I mean, I can't break anything because. But I, I just, I just, yeah. I, it just really got to me. But like immediately afterwards, I was like, ah, you know. And it was something that like, because I don't usually flip like that. But it's just something that I was scratching for almost damn near ever, yeah. and you know, it just triggered. So like, that's what weed is for. I feel like <sighs> weed gives me perspective because like, I. I was freaking out about taxes this year. Oh, please. I was, I was freaking out about taxes this year and I was like just crying uncontrollably when I found out how much I had to pay. And I was like, when am I going to get a break? When am I going to get a break? When do I get a win? I'm screaming in my house. When do I get a win? And then it was funny because there's a man in our neighborhood in the Tenderloin who likes to scream outside of my house and he was looking at himself in a window screaming fuck my life fuck my life and I was like I smoked some weed and I was like sitting inside my apartment and I was like perspective like I'm screaming inside my apartment he doesn't even have an apartment like he doesn't have a toilet to poop into I have weed to smoke and a roof over my head I need to chill the fuck out about these taxes absolutely like, absolutely you feel like shit afterwards you know you feel like stupid ass you know big time you feel like a big child I, I yeah felt I felt like that. a big baby I'm like oh big baby sack <laughs> up like you can't you gotta pay taxes it's just the way well, it is well you don't have like, to you know well they'll come after you though but you're a small fish in a big pond and stuff like that you're I, teeny tiny they, but got, they, they got celebrities to go after they came go after, after my celebrities yeah right they came they came after my uncle really? um but back in the day and what ended up happening was he didn't have the money and so my grandmother had to bail him out yeah, yeah had yeah. to pay like all like six they found like they're like we'll settle for sixty thousand dollars of back taxes like that's what they settled for right, right. and so she paid it and then uh and then things really went downhill for him and then he pulled a gun on somebody and it wasn't registered and they made him go to jail damn yeah, you, I didn't know you go to jail for an unregistered gun. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of makes sense. I mean, like, because they don't know who you are and what the hell you have this gun for, you know, whatever they want to check it out, maybe and see what's going on with it, you know? Because yeah. you let somebody go, they did that once or twice. They're like, stupid idiot, why don't you let him go? Because <laughs> that it does something else. Right. Yeah. Well, he was a nice guy. I don't know. I just there was tax evasion, so I've always been afraid of taxes just because people well, in my family the IRS is no fucking joke they, they are, do yeah. not fucking play they are as gangster as it gets they'll snatch they'll scare anybody who has an income anybody who has anything in this country they're relentless and if they don't if you don't have an income and they can't get it from you they'll get it from your parents they'll get it from your brother they'll get it from your grandma they'll get it they'll scare <laughs> them they'll be like you want to see your daughter alive you better pay off her back taxes like they're not like is that serious they're people serious. stuff like that yeah I can't even understand yeah. how but when I freak out about money I really do have to take a step back and be like I have food to eat yeah I have hot and cold running water yeah and you know for you you're healthy you're relatively healthy I, I you know healthy. like my knee's a little sore I can walk 20 miles but I'm not gonna do it fast you know right, and right, I'm not right. gonna be able to like climb up hills I'm gonna stop for a second but I can still do it but sure to bounce up out of bed man that is the shit yeah you know to go fucking run cause you gotta blow off some steam or go play some football some soccer you know that shit is I had to run pops. two and a half miles the other day because the World Cup game the second half 
was about to start. It was starting in like 20 minutes. It just the first half had just ended and I was trying to get there and I was going to take the bus, but the bus wasn't coming. And I knew the bus wasn't coming. And I was on 7th and Mission and I had to get to 20th and Mission. And I was like, I'm running. And I ran with a backpack, which doesn't look cool. And like I ran for, it was 2.2 miles because I looked at it at the end. And I fucking was, re- I was relentless. I was like, oh, I'm getting to this game. And I was like, I am doing this for soccer, for FIFA. These guys can run for 90 minutes. I can run for like 15 minutes. I can do this. And I did. And I didn't like cough up a lung or die or anything. Right. And I got there and I was like, that is pretty cool. I mean. Nice. Imagine if you were training there, Rocky. <laughs> I, know, I, haven't run, I haven't run two miles in, I mean, years. The most I've run is like five blocks after a bus. Right. That's right. about the max. Well, that's city, you know, urban uh, exercise right there a little bit. You always have to skirt a little bit for something. I mean, even like just pushing off to run out of the car from almost hitting you. Yeah. You know, from the corner. That'll put a little fucking muscle on you. So. Yeah, I wanted. I mean, I wish I could parkour. I wish I could like jump on top of cars and do flips <laughs> off the back. Down the Salesforce tower. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here, we'll, I'll ask you this question: Have you looked at that Salesforce tower? You can see that shit from everywhere. You can see it from you where you are. Vallejo. Do you can? Did you see what's on it though? Uh, what like the the traffic with people walking and cars? Why are they doing this LED light? They have the biggest LED light screen in like the world, and they're just. Wait, on the ground floor? No, on the top floor, on the oh. top of that building. Okay. On the top of the building, all the way around, at night, okay. they show these videos of nothing, of like people walking across the street in cars. Yeah. And I'm like, why aren't you doing useful things like Go Warriors or right. the A's won the game, this was the score. Like, I'm like, why aren't you, why didn't you announce that London Breed was our mayor? Uh, you have the biggest true, LED true. screen that everyone can see. Is it for emergency in the future? Is it for advertising? Is, is it for public awareness? Like, what the fuck is it uh, for? I really want to see it now. Like, I want to go because I'm not around at nighttime and I don't like see how clear it is and stuff like that. But I really want to go check it out and like, I want to be able to feel what you're talking you about. You can see like it that. from your side of the bed. Right. I mean, I'm sure you can. It's the whole top I'm gonna section say, I'm gonna of it. Let's get out the binoculars tonight. I'll go over to the beach and you know, I'll go to take a look at it. Yeah, because it's. I have no it's, idea it's, what its purpose is. It's, I don't know. It's like kind of like a recycled image of ourselves, you know, like, you know. I hope it's that meta and deep. I, I don't even know. Like, who knows, you know, what kind of tricks they have up their sleeves. I'm a conspiracy theorist like that of just not knowing what they do because there's a lot of education that's out there. Like, if you can fucking fly in outer space, like, some people know some shit, okay? That, yeah. That's a huge accomplishment. And that's like the psychology you know who gets smarter and smarter and like refine it you know who have that secret books that they don't sell like right. copies at the fucking colleges and shit like <laughs> well it's a fucking secret book because it's the entire top eight, 16th the entire top 16th of the entire building is this massive round all the way around LED screen mm-hmm. and it's like what could its purpose popular what could it be? I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a look. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a I look. just yeah, and then we'll talk. talk. So uh, before we close up, okay. Your favorite conspiracy theories? You said you like conspiracy theories. Uh, uh, just like you know how things are going these days. I suppose like modern day stuff, and you know, and like how things are kind of written on the wall. Trump is an alien. <laughs> no, he's 
he's a lizard person? Lizard person. Uh, lizard person is like, I could see that more than, you know, an alien and stuff like that. Sure. And a, a robot. Is he, is he Westworld? Uh, is he? No. no. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> he's real. He's real. Yeah. But you know, the folks should have voted, you know, more, you know, so this fucker wouldn't have been in office and stuff like that. I think like voting's that. a conspiracy theory. Possibly. I don't think that works at all. Possibly. Seriously. If, if we can all go to an ATM machine and get money out, and if we can all on our phones vote, text, press a button for America's Most Wanted, or for The Voice, or for America's Got Talent, or whatever the fuck it is, and we can't vote for the president of the United States easily mm. without everybody cheating. Sure. What the fuck? I, I just can't imagine that... I mean, I guess they don't use ATM machines because to vote because some people don't have access to bank accounts, so that wouldn't be fair. But to register to vote, you have to have a place to live. Yeah. So that's sort of unfair also. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. But I just think it's but ridiculous. Seriously, does, does, it, does it even matter that we went over here and that, you know, we got all riled up and that we studied all these kind of like, and we watched all these new shows and, you know, like now, you know, this person got more votes here, but the other person wins. Like, what right, the fuck are right. you talking about? If you about? win or the popular, the, but yeah, the electoral college. And, and people are like, well, it makes total stuff. sense and stuff like that. Like, I kind of not really well, age not like really that. at all. Hanging chats. Or whatever. That was ridiculous the one year where it's like, okay, so you're talking about whole, we're, we're talking about whole punching, ba- we we live in a digital age. Yeah. And we're worried later. about like marking things with a pen. Like, get futuristic, buddies. <laughs> I don't know. The world's coming, going to hell in a handbasket. Well, it might have already, already has been, you know, and now it's just our turn to experience the bullshit, you know, like bend on over, you know, and. That's, what if this is the apocalypse? Goes. What if the, yeah? What if this what if already is? is the end times and we're living through the, through well, the? Uh, that'd be you know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because we still have sports I'm, teams. Well, you know, it's the apocalypse when the sports teams don't play anymore. We've had some bad shit happen. Ha ha ha! When they have to call when, the game due to due to apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the where's like we can't play because we're looting too at this point. And we're like where. I'm faster than you are. I can get those Nilla wafers yeah, or whatever well. we're going to eat in the apocalypse. Uh, Got to kind of... And, but, you know, though, speaking of the apocalypse, a more realistic apocalypse is like the earthquake. Oh. I think, guys, everybody, you guys need to be prepared a little bit, you know, have some water in your house, you know, and yeah, have batteries or have something. I don't really have too much. I have waters. Right. You know, so like, I'm not just talking. I can't just, you know, like, go do this, but I don't have shit. No. Well, there's a secret about San Francisco that people don't know. Um, After the fires uh, and the earthquake and the fire of 1906. Oh, right. uh, When you walk around San Francisco and you see on the ground, there's a bunch of uh, bricks and they're in a big, huge circle. Underneath those are huge cisterns of water. Mm Mm-hmm. And they created those because they said, no matter what happens with the water system, if it ever gets shut off, we want, we need to have a system of water. And so we have all of this water, like hidden underground. All over the place. In San Francisco. All over the place. Check it out next time. Yeah. So once you look down, you'd be like, oh, that's where the water is. Mm -hmm. So if you... I, and you, I, you know how I know that is because I used to be a tour guide in San Francisco. Oh, you were a tour guide. I was a tour guide. 
You were on the double decker bus. We were. Cool. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That did you? Awesome. Did you? Well, see, that's very much performance based. Did you tell funny yeah. jokes? I did. I was uh, very much the shock comic, if you will, uh, on the bus and stuff like that. And you know, I'd say very inappropriate things all the damn time. But I was very informative. Also, I read the newspaper every morning. Wow. Every morning, so you know, find out what's exactly happening in the day. You know, so people would know. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time. Great time. Yeah, you're like Cindy the crackhead was arrested uh, last night. For... Oh, you know that person? <laughs> <laughs> depends how many times. Depends which bus you are and if you're riding through, which which streets you ride through on the Tenderloin. I, I'm on Geary, uh, so I hear them all the time go by, and they're like, "This used to be a Muslim ch- chapel, or this was a Muslim temple." I know and, what you're talking about. And that now word, really. it's a parking lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at it, so beautiful, and there's this thing under there, and it means something, and they always go right by my. My building window. all the time. My window, yeah. <laughs> and I had a buddy who worked for one of them, and she would go by, and she'd say, uh, "Famous uh, poet Pam Benjamin lives up there on the fourth floor." <laughs> Lovely. That'd be like some Danish people who get off like afterwards, like who is Pam Benjamin? Benjamin the poet? That's exciting for us. <laughs> oh god, this has been really fun. It has been interesting. It was my first time, and uh, I build on experience. So you know, I would like to come back yeah. and be on Mutiny Radio Absolutely. because that I love. The underground radio stations, KPOO, KPFA, BCM, Mutiny, yeah. San Francisco. There's um the other ones that are internet-based in San Francisco. I'll shout out because I'm not afraid of them. Huh. Uh, there's Radio Valencia, and they have a lot of great music shows. They have people that put together really good really? music shows. Yeah. Right. Like really interesting, like cool music. Also, BFFFM. Mm-hmm. Really music centric and really, really well just, put together. Right? Don't you and love it when you like sit back and like time just like melts away because the flow of the music was just absolutely amazing? Took you to another yeah. place because you have never, ever heard this. Right? And they do. And BFFFM is called that because it's they, they their whole thing is like it's like your best friends playing DJ for you all the time. You know what I assume? What song? What kind of music do they play? Everything. Really. But I mean, all over the map, but they're really, and, and the people that started it used to be at, when this was Pirate Cat, and then they moved it. So Radio okay. Valencia was sort of, there There was, I mean, they started their own thing, but some of the people worked here when it was Pirate Cat, and the same thing with BFFFM. Okay. Um, actually, and the same thing with FCC Radio, and everyone sort of broke off and started their own spaces and doing their own things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, I, and I respect all the people, because we're all basically yeah. doing the same thing. It's like... You know, free speech radio and saying, you know, free expression radio. And having different pockets, you know, to, to be in one place and boom, I want to go here, you know, pop on into this spot, you know, and different things going on. And it's healthy, you yeah. know, all the way around. I think it's very healthy. And people can actually tell their stories and stuff like that, you know, some really good stuff. It's a very important, powerful thing. The radio to this very day is phenomenal. And I don't think people can really appreciate sometimes the shows and the qualities if you flip around and you look and stuff like that and search you can find stuff that is just because we're not we're not just we don't have to deal with only clear channel anymore you know we don't have to deal with just the regular airwaves where you hear the same 50 songs because those are the ones that they're allowed to play like that's the way regular radio works is it's like you know KML or all the it used to be K Quad out in you know, all, just all the regular, the real radio stations. Commercial. They, the commercial radio stations, they have a list of songs yeah. that they're allowed to play every right. two weeks or every month. And that's it. 
Like it's really sad existence and stuff like that. And then you hear some crappy commercial that comes blaring on because they play that one good song that you like before the commercial. Right. And then here comes. Yeah, we're commercial free. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Any closing words before we close out some Call Me Tim with Dominimium Sims? Uh, Dominimium. Uh, Dominimium. It's three Dominium. syllables. Remember how we learned our Dominium. syllables when we were young? Dominion. 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 Yes. Dominion. Dominion. Perfect. Dominion. Because dominion is like what you do over people. Like you have a dominion. Like, like. Yeah, it's pretty scary looking at that. I was looking at the dictionary the other day like, Jesus Christ. Like. <laughs> Do I have to like? I feel like I'm not living up to this. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> um, any any closing words? Um, yeah, just shout out to Tony Sparks. Yeah. Uh, Jug life. Jug know? life. Jug well, life. Look Javel that McGee. up. Yeah, definitely. Jug life. Drink more water, people. It's good for you. It'll really make your day go a lot by better. Um, Piss clear. Have no fear. That's absolutely, absolutely. And then also it's just for future, you know, like I, you know, time, like we're talking about, it just slips and, you know, gotta drink that water. So, um, and Kevin Hart, he's going to be back. He's going to be back November 17th at Oracle. And if you do get a chance to see him, he puts his back into his work. Like that's, you know, for someone that big, he does it every night. Yeah. He sells out like that everywhere he goes. He goes and runs with his fans like beforehand, like jogs with them. That's like, crazy. That's, he's such a like a cool kind of dude, you know? Yeah. Like he really fits everything in. He's really living a charged life and, you know, he's got the juice to do it. He had really funny short jokes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, you know, support. Where's Tony Sparks now? Uh, he does a bunch of different shows. So like I said, he does Mondays at Milk Bar. Tuesdays, he's usually up in Santa Rosa at Sally Tomatoes wow. or at the Bowling Alley. Um, he was doing Thursdays at Il Parada, but that closed down. Oh, he's doing Copyright. He performed on Saturday at Copyright. I was supposed to be on a show with him, but because of World Cup, I just couldn't last that long. I couldn't. I couldn't this week. I just, I mean, it was like the show was supposed to be at 7, and then I got there, and they're like, we're not going to start till 8. And I was like... I, I can't. I got to go home. I'm just too wasted and tired mm-hmm. to even do comedy. I just didn't think it would be worth it for me to perform because sure. I was just so... Why would you give someone a shitty-ass performance and like go out there and be like, hey, guys, I'm right. really going to suck? Because I know what you feel like when you don't like your performance. I mean, it's like it, hang- it wears on you. Well, also, if I've been drinking for 12 hours, it's probably not a great idea for me to be like, you know, World Cup, it's... Great. It's the world stage. It is, and it's yeah, no. it's an excuse for me to drink early in the morning. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What do you drink early in the morning? Uh, I didn't this morning, but yesterday I was on the beer for sure. Definitely. Usually beer. You know what I do? Coffee and whiskey. I, that's a good one too. You know, that'll get you going. I do uh, mimosas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's it's classy. What well, classy? You get the problem with um, champagne in me is that it dehydrates me. Mm-hmm, big time. Like it just takes everything from you. You get like really that. happy for like a little bit, and then it's like. Oh, uh, sure enough. Oh, sure enough. I know what you're saying. So, I've so done that. jug life. Jug life. Cool. <laughs> All right. Dominium. Dominion. Dominion. Dominium. Dominium Sims. Dominium Sims. You know, you really do have a rapper name. 
Uh, thank you so much. And hey, everybody, go to an A's game and Ooh. support, or any game, support your team. I mean, except the Warriors are really expensive. But uh, <laughs> baseball games are still affordable, so sure. go check them out. Nobody goes to our games, so there's plenty of empty seats over there. Yeah, yeah and you guys still do dollar days, days and stuff, right? With like no, dollar hot like, dogs or the, no. With people who don't know, tickets used to be $1, and then hot dogs were a dollar. Like homeless people went over there, they go buy like 10 hot dogs and stuff like that. Hell they yeah. Take off because it was affordable. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's like Costco without a membership. Hell yeah. And you get to watch a game. Uh, cool. Well, this is some Call Me Tim. Let's let's see who's on next week. Uh, just to let you guys know. Since Can I come we're back here. next week? Oh, you know what, though? <laughs> next week is July 4th, so we won't be doing shows. I'll be at the 8th game. Probably not doing shows. Hong Ming Liu is on the 11th. The 18th Who? is Hong Ming Liu. Who's that? He's a new comedian. He's from China. Is he funny? He's very funny, really? actually, and he he's funny, and he has such a great accent because he said. But in his jokes, a lot of them are about being Chinese, and that he is so Chinese. It's very funny. Right. Um, the next opening I have is August first. Okay, but we can. I have, I have all of August open. Cool. Yeah. About well, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And. Uh, uh, yay, yay, Mutiny Radio. Uh, donate to us on our website, or you can go to our summer fundraiser on GoFundMe. Thanks. Coming up next at 4 o'clock is the Sparcast, recorded last night live at Spark um, on the amazing dispensary on Mission between 8th and 9th Street. It's a great show with Larry Dorsey Jr., Quatemoc, Silva, Griffin Daly, Warhol Kaufman and Anthony Medina. It was a great night last night. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of technical difficulties, but I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. So stay tuned at four o'clock for that. And we'll see you guys not next week, but the week after. On, oh, happy 4th of July on Some Call Me Tim.
on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. 
Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their 
their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place. Pick up some Green Army War. Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com. <laughs> Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks come down and enjoy our patio it's open in the afternoon not really in the evening but a lot of good folks hanging out back there come on down give us a shout drop by the bar make some friends thanks folks Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District San Francisco California